And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, streaming live on iHeartRadio. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from callers. You can email me at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. And you can drop a voicemail at 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments, and we might use your call on the show. That number again, 772-245-0750. Well, the Democrats had their... What is this, their third debate now? And uh, they jammed uh, even more onto the stage this time than they did last time. They had old Tom Steyer up there for the first time. But um, we're going to cover that in in depth in the second half of the show. They really didn't disappoint. I, I have to admit, I did not watch the whole three hours because after about an hour, uh, you just you can't take any more of the lunacy uh, but I, I, uh, I collected all the clips and I'm going to give you an accurate picture of what went on. But before we, uh, we get to that debate, we want to catch up on the news of the day. Um, yesterday morning on, uh, ABC's good morning, America, uh, they had old Amy Robach interview Hunter Biden. And I, I think the point of this interview was to try to inoculate to old Joe from charges of corruption from the other Democrat candidates. I don't think it works so well because uh, despite the fact that ABC had advertised that there were going to be no uh, ground rules for this interview, no questions off limits, Amy Rohrbeck uh, was up there just tossing softballs to Hunter Biden, not pressing him on any of the actual answers we need in order to evaluate just how crooked his, his deals in the Ukraine and China were. And... Um, Basically, he came off, he, he didn't come off as bad as I expected, to tell you the truth, but he came off as a thoroughly corrupt, um, what's the word, Proveric, pro, prevaricator, uh, someone that wouldn't answer a question directly, blamed uh, his actions on everybody else, claimed his innocence, and, um, and you know, just wasn't really that forthcoming. Um, his basic defense was I did nothing wrong in the China, in China and the Ukraine, and I won't do it again. And you would think that Rohrbach would have asked the obvious question. It was, if it was, uh, okay for you to be on these boards while your, uh, father was vice president of the United States and had control over foreign policy over these two nations, then why? Is it suddenly wrong for you to do the same thing if he's president of the United States? That was a pretty easy question. Any high school journalist would have thought of that question. Amy Rohrbach just let it slide. And that's why I say I think there were, in fact, ground rules, despite ABC's denials. And, and ABC, uh, we're going to get to it later, there's no reason to believe anything they put out on their air. I think you know what I'm talking about. But I want to uh, I want to stick with the Hunter Biden story right now and go to the first clip here. This is uh, Hunter Biden, uh, basically, you know, spouting this line: "I did nothing wrong, and I won't do it again." 
Why did you leave the board in April? It's a five-year term. And you chose not to. I chose not to. Why? I think it's pretty obvious why. This is your opportunity to say why. Well, because this is what becomes a distraction, because I have to sit here and answer these questions. And so that's why I've committed that I won't serve on any boards or I won't work um, uh, directly for any foreign entities when my dad becomes president. I don't want to have to sit here and answer these questions. Do you think that should be a rule across the board for any administration? No. Look, that's the rule that I'm going to adhere to. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani um, and a um, and a president of the United States that would be listening to this this ridiculous conspiracy idea. Which it's a ridiculous conspiracy idea. I'm having, I shouldn't have to answer these questions. I followed my dad over to the Ukraine. It's almost, it just, I guess it was two weeks after he was assigned um, the lead on uh, Ukraine policy and got this. They keep saying $50,000. It wasn't $50,000. It was either $83,000 or $166,000. It was a big sum of money, and, and they they keep saying this $50,000. That number's already been knocked down by John Solomon, but yet they, they continue to repeat it. Uh, let's see. Hunter admits it was his relationship. Oh, yeah, this uh, clip number five. Here, is, here he is admitting, and you have to give him credit for this, that, in fact, he got that job based on his relationship with his dad. If not more. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. What role do you think that played? I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't by... Hold on now. She just let him slide on that. This is a a matter of uh, significant consequence to whether or not the Democrats want to nominate his father as president of the United States. Exactly how much money did he make? Was it the $3 million in Ukraine as was reported and, and probably 10 or $20 million out of China? He says that he is divesting himself or he says that he's quitting the board, but he's not divesting himself of the 10% stake he has in that investment company. And when he claims, well, I haven't, collected any money from that no but that money's sitting there and as soon as you cash out it's going to be a big big payday he's gotten wealthy sitting on boards because his president his uh father was vice president of the united states and senator on the uh, powerful committees before that and now he says well i'm I'm not going to open my kimono and tell you how much money i've made and she just Blew it off. Let him get away with it. Didn't press him a bit. thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? Ha! I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a Certainly lot of things not. that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Well, there's no doubt about that. There's a lot of things that would have happened in his life if his last name wasn't Biden. 
He probably never would have got into Yale University. He most certainly wouldn't have got these plum jobs coming right out of college and then been assigned to the Amtrak board that he had no qualifications for other than having ridden the trains. And, you know, one of the things that made me really wonder if uh, they, in fact, had this uh, no ground rules uh, going into this debate was at some point uh, Amy Rohrbacher straight into the issue of his his drug use. Now, she she never bothered to ask him about his uh, extramarital affair with his dead brother's widow. If he had been a Republican, you can bet that that would have been one of the very first questions. But Rohrbacher did um, ask him about his drug use, and he let her know that uh, that is not how you go about asking a question. I've gone through my own struggles. In and out of rehab seven, eight times. Say it nicer to me. (laughs) Sought treatment for an issue. Sought treatment for substance abuse issues seven or eight times. Say it nicer to me, and then he looks over to the producer, which tells me he expected that to be edited and the question re-asked. But yeah, we need to know how much money he made. Why didn't she ask him if Joe was aware that Burisma was under investigation by the very same Ukrainian prosecutor that he demanded be fired under penalty of not getting a billion dollars in foreign aid from the United States? I mean, that just a basic question. And the fact that these questions weren't asked, these hardball questions, tells me that there were ground rules going in and they just lied about it. So, developments in Syria. Excuse me. Well, um, it turns out that uh, now that uh, Russia is moving forward uh, along with the uh, Syrian government forces and getting in between the Turks and uh, the Kurds. Now, I don't know why uh, the neocons felt the need to get deeply involved in Syria to begin with. When uh, Russia is willing, you know, to uh, take over duties uh, to suppress terrorism over there. But we destabilized it. Uh, We created a vacuum. ISIS set up its caliphate in that vacuum. And I don't know exactly how many soldiers, uh, uh, airmen and Marines we've lost over there. But um, it was um, basically a consensus on the of our foreign policy and military elites that we were serving some useful purpose over there. We weren't, we were destabilizing it. And, um, I guess it's because, you know, we want to continue this antagonistic relationship with Russia, Russia borders Syria and Russia has had a, a long-term relationship with Syria. They've got a naval base on the Mediterranean based in Syria and uh, and they have their own problems with terrorism. So, um, you know, we really don't know what's going on over there, to tell you the truth. We know what we see on ABC News, and ABC was caught making a, a, or putting out a fake video on its nightly newscast and, again, on its morning newscast, claiming that it was a, a video of Turkish groups 
uh, or Turkish military annihilating Kurdish civilians. Turns out it was nothing of the sort. It was actually a a video from Kentucky where a gun range was having a nighttime demonstration using automatic weapon fire to blow up a, some sort of uh, barrel with combustible uh, liquid in it. But they, they put this out as evidence. Well, I'll just let you hear the clip. You can't see uh, what goes on here, but I'll let you hear the breathless and dramatic telling on ABC uh, News. This video right here appearing to show Turkey's military bombing Kurd civilians in a Syrian border town. The Kurds who fought alongside the U.S. against ISIS. Now horrific reports of atrocities committed by Turkish-backed fighters on those very allies. That's uh, that's the Dan Rather method of reporting. If you don't have good footage to prove your talking point, then you just um, you just make it up. And it was uh, it was actually caught out on Twitter by a a Twitter user that pointed it out to the Washington Times and brought it to uh, everybody's attention. ABC's finally apologized for it on Twitter, but they never corrected the record on their evening newscast or on their morning show. Oh man! So. We're, we're hearing that uh, ISIS uh, family members are escaping from jails. Well, first of all, I, I, I don't know, you know, that we necessarily want to uh, imprison ISIS family members. But uh, the Kurds have a long history of staging events in order to try to drag the United States into conflicts on their side. Of course, you remember when they... Uh, staged that chemical attack in one of the towns and uh, and tricked Donald Trump and the U.S. military into uh, that that cruise missile attack against the Russians. One American News Network uh, went over there with an investigative reporter and did some investigation, and it turned out it was that it was no such thing that went on. It was all ginned up. And they're constantly, you know, uh, showing uh, civilian casualties where you see the same children being used again and again. And in this uh, this current affair, you saw uh, a mother claiming that her child was uh, killed and and uh, she brought it for burial. And then you see the child opening its eyes and looking around. It, uh, they They know how to manipulate public opinion. But now... The Russians are getting in the middle of it, uh, trying to restore order over there. And the best thing that could happen is for the status quo to be restored uh, in Syria so that they can keep the terrorists out um, and uh, reestablish some sort of order. You know, there's 2 million Syrian refugees living in Turkey. Turkey has a legitimate interest and repatriating uh, those refugees that uh, they have been supporting in their uh, within their borders, and there have been, I don't know, over a million, maybe over two million Syrian refugees flood into Europe. That if you could reestablish order over there, uh, they could go home as well. Hopefully, uh, the the uh, Europeans will have the sense to repatriate them uh, as well. I've got a clip here. This is uh, NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg talking about Turkey. And you got to keep in mind that Turkey is 
a member of NATO. So the Trump critics want to have it both ways. If he criticizes NATO and says that they need to do their fair share, they uh, they rip him for being anti-NATO. But then if he supports one of our NATO allies that has its own problems with uh, with that border and with attacks from the uh, the PKK, the Kurdish terrorist group, then they attack him for that as well. Yeah, he was right to get out. Here's uh, NATO Secretary General Stoltenberger. The only way you can understand what is going on there it also, is also to understand the important role Turkey has played. Uh, Turkey, Turkey is important for uh, NATO. Uh, it has proven important in many ways, uh, not least in the fight against Daesh. Uh, we have used as a NATO ally... They call it Daesh over in Europe because they don't want to say the Islamic State because that uses the word Islam and somebody might... Uh, get a clue uh, that the Islamic State is an Islamic terrorist organization, so they call it Daesh. Uh, uh, the global coalition, uh, all of us have used infrastructure in Turkey, bases in Turkey, uh, 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 in our operations to defeat Daesh. Turkey has legitimate security concerns. No other ally has suffered more terrorist attacks. No other ally is more exposed to the instability, violence, and turmoil from the Middle East. And no other ally hosts so many refugees from Syria. The violence, turmoil, and chaos in the Middle East that has been largely created by the neocons that uh, insisted on deposing Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein was a brutal dictator, but he kept a lid on Islamic terrorism. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi told uh, the Obama administration, what would happen if they deposed him? And everything he said came true. They uh, blew the lid off of sectarian violence that has destabilized that whole country and turned it into a launching point of invasions of illegal migrants from Africa into Europe. They've made a total mess of it. And now they're all second-guessing Donald Trump when he's trying to get the U.S. the hell out of it. We've, we've done nothing but create problems. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll hear from Rand Paul and what he thinks about all this right after these messages. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees building only plus a twenty dollars processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider. Plans and consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Mojo. 
You know, I've got angry emails saying that uh, it was somehow unpatriotic or un-American to point out that the best thing that could happen in Syria is the restoration of the status quo before the neocons went over there and destabilized it. And, you know, it made me uh, kind of doubt whether or not I, was, I had the right take on that. But uh, now Rand Paul is saying exactly the same thing. So now I'm confident that I was right. The best thing we could have is for uh, the Assad government uh, to form an alliance with Kurds, uh, with the Kurds um, and uh, reestablish some order over there. I, I don't, have, I don't uh, entertain any notion that ISIS or al-Qaeda will be able to reestablish their caliphate over in Syria without uh, the, the whole place being destabilized. Assad and the Kurds are perfectly capable of defeating ISIS if we're not over there interfering in it. And one time we were actually uh, supporting what they were calling moderate al-Qaeda forces in Syria, if you can believe that. But here's Rand Paul's take on all of this. Sort of one of the strange compromises in Washington, they all seem to be in favor of continued intervention everywhere. They never believe you can come home. When President Trump talked about coming home from Afghanistan, the immediate response was it would be precipitous. And I'm like, 19 years and it's precipitous to come home. So really, it's really appalling, but there seems to be almost nobody really looking at the situation. But we'll tell you one extraordinary thing. For months I've been saying, you know what, the best chance the Syrian Kurds have is actually making an alliance with Assad to protect them against the Kurds. That's already happening. As we speak, they're beginning to have an alliance. Their best chance of having some kind of autonomous zone is being part of Syria and reassuring Turkey that they're not going to be making incursions into Turkey. That's what happened in Iraq. There is a, a semi-autonomous yes. region for the Kurds, but they're within the government of Iraq, and they've gotten the uh, surety that they're not going to invade into Turkey. Interestingly, there are 1,800 Turkish businesses in Kurdistan, the Kurdish area of Iraq now, and they actually are getting along pretty well. That could happen in Syria too, but we've prevented it because we keep saying you can't talk to Assad, Assad must go, but really you probably do have to eventually talk to Assad to have peace there. The whole project to remove Assad, who was, whether you like it or not, elected uh, and who protected the Christians and and, um, kept the lid on the sectarian violence between the various uh, Muslim factions was a fool's errand. I would argue, you know, we uh, when Russia invaded Afghanistan, we funded the Mujahideen to expel the Russians. And the Mujahideen, who one of their leaders was uh, Osama bin Laden, morphed after uh, the, uh, the Russian-Afghanistan war into al-Qaeda. Why were we so determined to expel Russia from Afghanistan? The reason Russia went in is because there, there was a, uh, a terrorist movement that was trying to unseat the government in Afghanistan. Now, it was a communist government. I know that, and I know this was you know, the old Soviet Union. It was part of a bigger picture in the, the Cold War struggle between the West and the Soviet Union. But... At the very least, it should have been a lesson to the uh, the foreign policy elites in Washington on the unintended consequences of the U.S. trying to, uh, to dictate what go- goes on over there. You know, al-Qaeda um, rose. It had been funded by uh, the American CIA. It rose up to become an anti-American uh, terrorist group 
and then attacked us on 9-11 and killed 3,000 Americans. You would have thought that would chasten them from going over there and toppling Middle East governments and getting involved in, the, uh, in that region. But it didn't. And now that Donald Trump insists that the best thing we can do is get the heck out, we've got to leave at some point. The sooner the better. They act like he has doesn't understand what's going on when they have made one mess after another. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up on the the doings last night in Ohio right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Well, I hope you didn't spend three hours last night watching that Democrat debate, uh, the Democrat clown car that now has expanded in this third debate to 12 candidates on stage at one time. Old Tom Steyer, uh, the tech billionaire that made his money actually building coal plants and has now become the uh, chief billionaire advocate for impeachment, was able to spend millions and millions of dollars and force his way onto the stage. And I got to say, he was deeply, deeply unimpressive. Um, he had very little uh, to say that uh, was of any interest at all. And you were left watching him wondering how in the hell did a guy this dull and this uh, unimpressive end up becoming a billionaire? He was almost as unimpressive last night as Joe Biden was. Not quite, not quite as unimpressive as Joe Biden was because Joe Biden, um, you, you wondered if, you know, he was even present at the debate. Um, but, uh, you know, Tom Steyer's appearance was a massive flop. So anybody that was out there wondering if uh, Tom Steyer was going to shake up this race, you can put those notions to bed. He, he like Donald Trump, is a billionaire, but very unlike Trump, has very little interesting to say. Tulsi Gabbard uh, also made it back onto the to the debate stage. She missed the second round 
One, because she was deployed uh, with her National Guard unit, uh, Army National Guard unit. Uh, but, you know, uh, ahead of this debate, the New York Times and CNN spent the whole week smearing Tulsi Gabbard so that, uh, you know, any truth uh, would not leak into this Democrat narrative uh, of of pretty much pure lunacies. But last night uh, was the impeachment debate hosted by CNN and New York Times, the main um uh, drum beaters for this impeachment movement. And, uh, and really what you had is this reflecting the uh, priorities of Jeff Zucker over at CNN, who just this week has been exposed by Project Veritas of basically running an impeachment propaganda organ over there on the cable news network. He has hijacked that and turned it into a 24-7 drumbeat to pursue his personal vendetta against Donald Trump and try to gin up an impeachment. Just to set this up, I will remind you of this clip uh, that was recorded by uh, an undercover um, mole inside CNN. I decided to secretly record the 9 a.m. rundown call meetings, and it's basically run by Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN. Uh, 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 you know, you know, uh, uh, how did this guy get control of CNN? He too is uh, pretty unimpressive. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time playing these clips from Project Veritas, but I recommend them to you and you will see that Jeff Zucker is in fact pursuing this personal vendetta, uh, against the president. And, you know, a big part of the, the driving force behind this, Anderson Cooper opened uh, the round of questioning right off the top of the show and basically went down the line, letting each and every one of the candidates weigh in on impeachment. Here's just a short montage of, um, of what went on. Let me find this clip. Here we go. Impeachment, impeached, impeachment, 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 impeachment must go forward. Impeachment, 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 impeachment of President Trump. Impeachment, impeachment. I don't really think this impeachment process is going to take very long. Impeachment, 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 impeach this president. Impeachment, 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 impeach, impeachment, impeach, impeaching, impeach, impeachment, impeaching Donald Trump, impeaching Donald Trump, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. This is part of the massive uh, brainwashing effort that the media and the Democrat Party and the deep state intelligence agencies in Washington, D.C. are engaged in trying to convince you that uh, this president has committed impeachable offenses while turning a blind eye to the obvious and towering wrongdoing on the part of the Obama administration and including uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, and just determined to keep the truth of what happened with their attempted, uh, their attempt to hijack our democracy in 2016. But, uh, you, you were treated last night, uh, to each and every one of these candidates, including sadly, I have to say, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who has been, um, uh, caved to the political pressure to also support this destructive impeachment. Uh, effort after initially pointing out that it was going to be a disaster for our body politic. 
Each and every one of these candidates, uh, you know, repeatedly made these unspecified claims of crimes and violations to the Constitution that Donald Trump is supposed to have committed by daring to ask the current Ukrainian president about Joe Biden's and Hunter Biden's uh, obvious graft. And we're told that that is uh, that is a unconstitutional or an unlawful uh, solicitation of a campaign contribution, total and complete bonk information is not a campaign contribution if that were the case you'd have to sit in a, a room with no windows and not not accept any information from outside sources of course it's not a campaign vi- finance violation and the american people have the right to know whether or not the uh the front runner for the democrat presidential nomination in fact engaged in uh, graft and corruption in the ukraine the Democrats are determined not to, um, you know, allow any examination for what went on in the, the Ukraine because all of the Democrats' little princelings and cronies were over there with their nose in the trough after the United States State Department and CIA engineered a coup of the elected government in Ukraine. Uh, the Obama administration poured billions of dollars in aid into the Ukraine, and it was a gold rush for Democrat. Uh, cronies and and little princelings like Hunter Biden going over there getting rich on the um, on the graft and corruption. Uh, but before I get off topic, I wanna I wanna just go through um, you know each and every one of these Democrat candidates' positions on impeachment as this went on because this really was the impeachment debate. We'll get to the uh, to the um, class envy part of the debate and uh and touch on the tax just insane tax schemes and government employee uh schemes that these candidates have but uh, we're going to start with impeachment here's old elizabeth warren with her position impeachment is the way that we establish that this man will not be permitted to break the law there she is break the law no well not one of the candidates last night specified exactly what it was that donald trump was supposed to have committed that broke this law and after a two and a half year uh jihad conducted by um uh the special counsel robert Mueller, that was unable to find anything that the president had done illegal they've embarked on this secret a coup attempt in Washington, D.C. to unseat this president. And you've got Elizabeth Warren along with all of the others claiming that he has broken a law, but they never tell you what law it is. When when someone says you've broken a law, but they don't tell you what law you're supposed to have broken, you pretty much know it's a scam. Here's The Bernie. idea that we have a president of the United States who is prepared to hold back national security money to one of our allies in order to get dirt on a presidential candidate is beyond comprehension. Prepared to hold back national security money from a foreign ally. First of all, he never held back national security money. He had a legitimate reason for holding back national security money, and that is he was trying to use it as leverage to make sure that our so-called European allies carried their uh, share of the weight in the Ukraine. But even if he had said that... uh, 
you know, I'm not going to release this money until you, uh, you tell me exactly what went on over there. That would not be an impeachable offense. It would not be against the law. Here's old Joe weighing in. The United States has gone so far as to say since this latest event that, in fact, he will not cooperate in any way at all, will not list any witnesses, will not provide any information, will not do anything to cooperate with the impeachment. Well, he is, uh, that is not true. He has said that if the House follows the proper constitutional procedure and takes a, a vote of the full House and it passes to proceed with an impeachment, that he will cooperate. That's not what's going on in the House of Representatives. You've got basically an impeachment coup taking place behind closed doors that has not been authorized. And as a matter of fact, the House of Representatives has gone on records two or three times. I think it's two, but uh, somebody told me that they've in fact voted three times and that that vote has failed each and every time to proceed with impeachment. And yet, the uh, the the speaker of the House of Representatives from San Francisco is proceeding on this anyway, and she's using no fewer than six of her congressional committees to harass and try to unseat this president. Here is old Kamala Harris, who suddenly has adopted a um, sort of a southern slash urban um, dialect trying to, I guess, make a connection with black voters. I don't really think this impeachment process is going to take very long. And and he did it in plain sight. He has given us the evidence, and he tried to cover it up, putting it in that special server. He's given us the evidence, and he tried to cover it up, putting it in that special server. That special server has been uh, the repository for presidential conversations with foreign heads of state going back to the Obama administration. And this administration most certainly has reason to try to, uh, to secure these conversations because you will recall that in the early days of the uh, Trump administration, they leaked his conversations with the Mexican and the Australian heads of state. He's hiding it, but he gave it to us. This impeachment not going to take very long. What, what's up with that? This is a daughter of a, a Stanford University and IBM executives. A Stanford University professor and an IBM executive. She grew up in um, Silicon Valley, basically. Why, why is she suddenly adopting this, uh, this fake accent? Here's Cory Booker, who also grew up in the lap of uh, luxury and would like you to believe that he is somehow down with the cause. Anybody who has criticisms about a process that is making all the facts bare before the American public, that works to build consensus, that's what this nation needs in what is a moral moment and not a political one. Well, that'd be great if that's what, what was actually going on. But uh, this is not a open process to educate the American people. As you've seen, all of this is taking place behind closed doors and conducted with uh, illegal leaks in a process that doesn't offer the president any opportunity to defend himself or offer a counterpoint. It is a rush to try to unseat this president before this, uh, this coming election season or to damage him so badly that he can't be reelected. And that's why Harris says she don't think this is going to take very long. But Booker, you know, 
unwittingly, obviously, uh, calls out exactly what's wrong with this. It is, in fact, a star chamber that's not designed to create consensus around this effort, but designed basically to be engineered to continue to brainwash the American people. Process that is making all the facts bare before the American public that works to build consensus. That's what this nation needs in what is a moral moment and not a political one. Well, this is exactly the opposite of what Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and Maxine Waters have going on in the House of Representatives. Here's Amy Klobuchar, who who seemed last night almost always to be on the verge of uh, tears. I'm not sure why she's become so... Uh, fragile and unhinged, but she uh, last night repeatedly seemed like she was about to start crying. And I would like to hear from him about how coddling up to Vladimir Putin makes America great again. It doesn't make America great again. It makes Russia great again. Well, there's no reason we should uh, not want Russia to be great again and to bring them into the uh, family of Western nations, but... Uh, what she's talking about there is allowing uh, or getting our troops out of Syria and allowing Russia to take over the anti-terrorism duty. That is not coddling Vladimir Putin. And as a matter of fact, this president has in, imposed stiffer sanctions against Russia than any other president in the history of this country, including during the Cold War. He's basically crippled their economy. And on top of that, has unleashed our energy sector that has uh, has damaged their economy even further. I'm not advocating that we do that. I think we ought to uh, improve relations with Russia. But the idea that getting our sons and daughters out of Syria and allowing Russia, who has uh, an actual uh, stake over there, to assume those anti-terrorism duties is just is everything that's wrong with the philosophy coming out of the foreign policy community in Washington, D.C. Here's old Pete Buttigieg weighing in. Look, the president has left the Congress with no choice. And this is not just about holding the president accountable for not just the things emerging in these investigations, but actions that he has confessed to on television. Actions that he has confessed to on television. The actions he confessed to on television are not illegal. You may not like them, but they're not illegal, they're not unconstitutional, and they're not a violation of the executive powers. But again, went on, uh, I, didn't, I didn't tape all of it, but talking about we have to set a precedent for future presidents. Well, if this unconstitutional, illegitimate effort in the House of Representatives is allowed to go forward, it, it will send a message to future presidents, and that is that if you dare stray from the establishment line in Washington, D.C., if you do not... Uh, sir, uh, submit to the uh, will of the Democrat Party and our media mouthpieces and our deep state operatives, we will ruin your presidency despite the fact that you were duly elected to represent the American people. In other words, the American people's will cannot be allowed to prevail in Washington, D.C. if it contradicts the Democrats and the establishments and the deep states' uh, policy preferences 
in Washington. I talked to you earlier about the deeply unimpressive uh, Tom Steyer, and here he is on the impeachment issue. As to on television. Stand by. Here it is. Impeaching and removing this president is something that the American people are demanding. They're the voice that counts, and that's who I went to, the American people. Well, actually, the American people are perfectly willing to wait another 18 months and decide this issue at the ballot box. That's the way we do it in a democracy. We don't normally use uh, intelligence agencies to anonymously smear a president and then hold an unconstitutional process behind closed doors. That's what they do in places like the former Soviet Union and in China and in Venezuela and in, and, and in Cuba. And if you think it can't happen here, you need to think again. I got two more and then we'll move on. Here's Andrew Yang. I support impeachment, but we shouldn't have any illusions that impeaching Donald Trump will, one, be successful, or two, erase the problems that got him elected in 2016. The fact is, Donald Trump, when we're talking about him, we are losing. We need to present a new vision, and that even includes talking about impeaching Donald Trump. Well, that's that's a legitimate point there. When they're talking about Donald Trump, they are losing. I, I agree with that. And this uh, this effort is not going to be successful. It is um, it is the impeachment kabuki theater. And the Democrats have gone off the deep end, and they don't care how much damage they do to uh, uh, the this nation. In their just uh, unquenchable thirst for power, they don't care if they have policies that the American people support. They just want to uh, destroy their political opponents. And last but not least is Beto O'Rourke, Robert Beto O'Rourke, who, you know, his his sole um, contribution last night was saying that, you know, if, if you uh, resist us when we come to take your weapons, we will throw you in jail. But here he is on the impeachment topic. If we do not hold them to account, if there is not justice, not only have we failed this moment, our Constitution and our country, but we have failed everyone who has sacrificed and laid their lives down on the line. And we cannot do that. You think that uh, the American people fought and died to enact this Constitution so that you and the Democrats in the House of Representatives could basically um, uh, walk on it, ignore it, twist it to your purposes, lie to the American people and try to brainwash everybody into believing that there is some impeachable offense here. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the other issues that were raised in last night's Democrat debate right after these messages. Stick with us. Mojito. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now. 
to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees building only plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Well, if you thought that the Democrats might actually ask old Joe Biden about the corruption that he and his son uh, perpetrated in Ukraine and China, you were, you were sadly mistaken. That seemed to be off limits. And it uh, really puts the lie to the fact that, um, you know, they're actually concerned with illegality or corruption or violations of the Constitution because they just basically gave old Joe Biden a pass, despite the fact that he's the front runner. And normally that, you know, uh, in politics, they would go after him. But I just got to say, if if, if you want to know how a prosperous free market nation with uh, with laws and a constitution becomes a um, a, a Marxist third world hellhole. You can look at what the Democrats and their corporate media mouthpieces were doing last night on that debate stage. They're basically trying to engineer a coup. They don't want to leave it up to the American people. And as I said, don't believe it can't happen here. This Venezuela was the most prosperous nation in South America. It was flush. And they allowed this socialist claptrap, this Marxist dogma that's being promoted by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Andrew Yang and others on the debate stage last night to take root there. And the inevitable and completely predictable consequence followed suit. And that is the nation fell apart. And you've got Bernie Sanders up there last night telling everybody that they can have a government job, a guaranteed job, from the government. That is the very definition of Marxism. You work for the government, and it won't take long before all of this free market uh, activity that has created the most prosperous nation in the history of the world falls apart. Senator Sanders, you say your federal jobs guarantee is part of the answer to the threat from automation. But tens of millions of Americans could end up losing their jobs. Are you promising that you will have a job for every single one of those Americans? Damn right we will. Damn right we will. Now, what what exactly, if you're guaranteed a government job, would make you want to uh, be productive or strive or try to create wealth? Nothing would. Where is this? Elizabeth Warren got in on this whole, um, you know, uh, bash the rich when she uh, she basically said, well, um, those we we got to institute a wealth tax. We got to take the wealth of the uh, the richest people in the country. It's only going to be two percent. You know what will happen as soon as they get that in there. They will expand the number of people it hits, and they'll greatly expand uh, how much it is. But it's an unconstitutional tax, and nobody uh, on the on the moderator's side bothered to point that out. So understand. Taxing income is not going to get you where you need to be the way taxing wealth does. That the rich are not like you and me. The really, really billionaires are making their money off their accumulated wealth, and it just keeps growing. We need a wealth tax in order to make investments in the next generation. Well, you know, um, it, the way you get at that money is by abolishing this uh, this reduced uh, uh capital 
uh, uh, capital gains tax, not by taxing wealth. First of all, you couldn't do it. The courts wouldn't allow it. But second of all, uh, the capital gains rate that the president, or President Trump promised to uh, bring up to the normal rate um, is the way that you uh, that you both encourage investment and uh, make people, um, you know, pay a, a fair share of the wealth that's generated. Look, I understand that this is hard, but I think as Democrats, we are going. That's not exactly the clip uh, that I, I wanted to find, and we're running out of time. But uh, basically, Elizabeth Warren was uh, channeling Barack Obama back in 2008 when he declared, you didn't build that. If you were successful, somebody along the line gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we had that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. But as I said, if you thought that they were going to go after uh, Joe Biden last night and there were there were so many opportunities to do it, you were completely wrong. And here, oh, Joe Biden was just allowed to yammer on and claim that all of these questions have already been answered. Look, uh, my son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I carried out the policy of the United States government. Right, right. And your son got rich while you were doing it probably going to offend some people here, but I'm the only one in the stage that's gotten anything really big done from the Violence Against Women Act to making sure that we passed the Affordable Care Act to be in a position where we, in fact, took a, almost a $90 billion act that, that kept us from going into a depression, making us in a, putting us in a position where I was able to end Roe v. Uh, <laughs> he ended Roe v. Wade. Here he is uh, talking about those capital gains. I would eliminate the capital gains tax. That in, I, would, I would raise the capital gains tax. Well, I would eliminate it, but I would raise it. There were no questions about uh, climate change last night, by the way. People are suffering. People are dying. No questions. No questions about climate change. How dare you? <laughs> They didn't bring up a single question about their immigration plan to give government health care to every illegal alien that manages to sneak across the border. And they didn't talk any about the LGBTQIA agenda. Man, Democrats are doomed, I think. Well, that's about it for today. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow right back here. Talk to you then. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.